Welcome to Lifeology. I am James Miller, your host and a licensed psychotherapist. I'm looking forward to spending this time with you as we learn some pretty amazing life lessons. Let's get started. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this show. When you're done listening, I hope you take a minute and write a quick review on whichever radio or podcast platform you've heard this show. Your insights will help others to be inspired and encouraged. I would love to connect with you. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M Lifeology. I am also very active on Instagram and create many videos with quick tips and tools that you can immediately implement. Be sure to say hello and follow me there. Have you ever thought, gosh, I'd love to start my own radio or podcast, but I have no idea how to do it? Or are you a seasoned veteran who wants to level up and improve all aspects of your show? Well, I will be working with a select few to help you either start or polish your show. These are a few topics I will teach you. How to create your brand and how to be specific with your niche and your audience. The types of equipment you should use to help you improve the quality of your audio and your video. I'll teach you how to get your show aired on most podcasting platforms, as well as give you an option to create a video podcast. I'll teach you which recording platforms are best for your needs, as well as teach you the importance of having a show clock. The do's and don'ts of writing your own show notes that will help increase the reach of your audience and generate traffic to your website. I'll also introduce you to some of my contacts and previous guests. I'll also be offering a select few the opportunity to broadcast your show on my platform and have access to my three and a half million listeners. So if you're ready to start or level up your show, then visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James and sign up today. It's time, my friend, for you to stand out and share your message with the world. Once again, visit www.jamesmillerlifeology.com forward slash work with James to get started today. My guest today is Dr. Janelle Kim, who is the author of Myung Sung, The Korean Arts of Living Meditation, which was published in January of 2021. It immediately became a number one new release on Amazon and has earned four rights deals to be published in additional languages. It was also chosen as a book of the month by Moments with Marianne Radio Show. This book introduces you to Myung Sung that is a meeting place between Tao philosophy and mindfulness. It offers a way of being that is calm, decisive, and harmonious. With it, you'll be able to resolve conflict, walk through stress, and accomplish your life goals. Dr. Kim, welcome to Lifeology. Thank you so much, James. I'm so honored to be here. It is my pleasure. I was reading all this information. I was like, oh my gosh, how do I not know more about this, about Myung Sung? Because I mean, there's, it's so interesting to see how the Western philosophy and Eastern philosophy, how they connect. And as a holistic practitioner uh, in psychotherapy, I love seeing how everything just works together in unison, but sometimes yeah. people don't realize it, but just the more awareness that, you know, your book and everything you do, when you can teach us, we can live a life on purpose and we, and basically on our own design. Right. Absolutely. I really appreciate that. I often will say, I think I'm an example, a living example of the integration yeah. of East and West simply by, for those who might be able to see me right now, my father was Korean, my mother's American. So as far as I'm concerned, I came on this earth with a strong duty to share the principles as, as we're going to speak about that have passed my lineage, but to also to be a, a, hopefully a very good example of that integration. You know, I spent the last 20 years yes. of my life focused on the yes. medicine aspect. So I love, and I want to, mm -hmm. you know, give you a moment here because I love the understanding of the holistic practitioner of Eastern medicine. And in the last 20 years, I've seen some 
some amazing things happen with people really opening their minds and understanding when one is appropriate, Western, when the other is appropriate, Eastern, and how they both are so exactly. important. And we have to know the difference of when to balance. And now I'm able to share the philosophy side of it all. That is absolutely amazing. I always tell people, you know, not only do we go to professionals like us, but we are also you are you are your own treatment provider, or in other words, the, yes. the treatment team leader. And so everyone you speak with, it we always we always want to take wise counsel and professional counsel, but you always have to know perhaps there's more. And so the more you seek, the more you find. And so really, like you said, marry those two aspects of Eastern and Western, you'll find that it's a complete holistic approach. So as a person, as a treatment team leader, always make sure that you continually search, like I said, and you know, we'll, we'll be speaking with you as far as how you help people find that calmness, how you find, help them right. find that stillness, because this is something that we all need, especially at this time and age. This is absolutely correct. And I love that you say that, James. That's something that really is the undertone or foundation of everything that I speak of. Like I said, whether it's the medicine aspect that I've devoted my last 20 years and will mm-hmm. continue, or this aspect of Myung Sung living meditation, that no matter what, in fact, I'll go into the eight keys, which is how the whole book unfolds, how mm-hmm. all the keys kind of connect and we can live this life of living meditation. But ultimately, I want to stop on what you just said, because it all comes from within. You're exactly right. When it comes to our health, mind, body, spirit, no matter what we're doing in our life, at the end of the day, we have to start with ourselves. And that that comes, that's a reason. Mm. There's a reason for that. We have to connect within ourselves, then take it a step further, connect with other people, take it a step further, connect with the entire world around us, nature, yes. the universe. Yes. And so I love that you say that. And that is a perfect way to begin the understanding of living meditation. You know, in this life, we can't control anything. We can't. We can't avoid things. Yeah. But what we can control is how we respond or rea- or how we react to a given situation. And it's amazing how yes. powerful that can become. And that is what living meditation is all about. Being aware, being grounded, taking a step back mm-hmm. to change your perspective, look clearly at a situation, put yourself in other people's shoes. And at the end of the day, you have the choice yes. whether to do this or not. And if you do this, this is what the great sage is, what my mentor taught me, his mentor taught him. If we're able to apply these things and use them as tools, that's why I call them the eight keys, we're able to Mm -hmm. do just that. Mm -hmm. Give us, give ourselves that power. And through that magic happens. Magic happens. For those of you who don't yet know her credentials, let me read them real quickly. She, uh, Dr. Kim is a, is a doctor of acupuncture and Chinese medicine. She's board certified in herbology and the founder of JBK Wellness Lab. So we're definitely dealing, I'm speaking with a very, very um, educated, amazing person who, like I said, has so much to offer us. So here, my listeners or viewers rather, this is the book that we're definitely going to be talking about today. Myung Sung, The Korean Arts of Living Meditation. I was, I was so interested when I was, when I read more about it because as a person who, teaches it from a, I suppose, a Western philosophy when it comes to mm-hmm. cognitive behavioral therapy. What we think about right. determines what we feel. What we feel determines how we respond. And so I always come from a place of, if you don't, if you don't like how you feel, like, like your emotions, or you don't like how you're showing up in the world, it all goes back to your thoughts. And yes. so as we, I, I don't know yet about the living meditation, but I, but I know what, whatever you think about determines how you're going to show up. And so yes. what I was, you know, one of the main things I was, I was help people realize is, we meditate all the time. If I'm if I'm anxious and I'm perseverating in the thoughts, in other words, have a looping thought that goes over and over again, it's actually a form of meditation. But the great thing about when we have a more mindfulness awake, awakening of that, then all of a sudden, when you can choose to say, if I don't like this feeling, let me meditate on something more. So walk me through what is specifically Myung Sung, the Korean art of living meditation. Absolutely, James. Um, and I love actually that you just gave those pointers. I'm going to get into that in a second as well, how you start and look Good. at a given situation. That's awesome. We're certainly resonating here together. Living meditation. 
you know, I think the best way to understand or to start is what is Myeongsang? Well, Myeongsang is translated in the Korean language as meditation. And when I speak of living meditation, I want to take a step back to that understanding of meditation. Why do we sit down to meditate, right, James? So we all have many different answers. I always love to ask the person who I'm speaking with, what does meditation mean to you, James? And those who are watching right now, think about it for a second. What does it mean to you, James? What are some things today that come to your mind? Well, for me, meditation itself is, if I always look at it more as a form of a prayer, if you will. So if I meditate on Mm -hmm. something, so for me, it's connecting to my higher power. So if I'm meditating on perhaps... um, scriptures that I may read or philosophies or thoughts. It's my connection to something greater than myself. So when I think about that and I repeat that mantra or whatever it might be, to me, that is a way of connecting to something or resonating with something greater than myself. And in that, that brings my, my frenetic energy to another level. It it brings it more to a normalcy to, to within the standard deviation of what is healthy for who I am. So that's what I think of meditating is, is to connect with something greater than myself, to bring myself to another level of awakening or awareness. I love that. And this is exactly why I appreciate taking these moments when I have the time to speak to such amazing individuals such yourself to ask, because I have not yet heard that answer. And I have had quite a few interviews and podcasts, I must say. So. Oh, really? Yes. So <laughs> that's exactly, every time it's a little different. And I really, I, I appreciate that. And I like for people to hear it this way. But yes, so meditation, what I heard you say is connecting. That's not something I always hear, but that's something yes. of utmost important. In fact, a couple minutes ago, you heard me even bring that up. It is about sitting down. Oftentimes we think of it, right? Meditation, seating practices, seated practices, that is standing practices, maybe some movements involved that allow us to be able to calm our mind. I will now say, I believe it's about purification. Mm-hmm awareness, I heard you say, absolutely about connecting our mind, body, spirit, again, key number one within yourself. And then, as I said before, then moving outwards, connecting with the world around us. And through that, very much so I'm with you connecting something bigger than us. All of this is so incredibly important, but here's the thing. When I started looking around, when I was more focused on, or had to be focused on speaking about and spreading to the best of my ability, the understanding of formulas and medicine, how can I say when it came to this understanding of connecting all of these things and how to go about it, I saw that so many incredible thought leaders out there, teachers, experts, practitioners, they often will show these incredible uh, techniques of seated or sitting meditation, but it shouldn't stop there. You know, in those moments, Mm -hmm. we of course wish for it to continue in our lives, but my, I would like Mm -hmm. to take that a step further. And what I learned in my lineage is it, absolutely should go a step further. Living meditation, just like we want to sit down and practice that connection, that purification, that awareness, that groundedness, that ability to awaken, which to me, if I may say, means opening Mm. our minds, changing our perspective, seeing ourselves and others more clearly. It should not stop there. You have to continue that in every moment of your entire life. And that is what living meditation is. And it seems it can be a little daunting at first. You know, number one, wait a second, I have complete control over everything that can be daunting and it can be the (laughs) biggest, the greatest form of freedom, right? And peace. But what does that mean? We have to make habits within our daily life. As a parent, I have two small boys. I own multiple businesses, which means also in business, in relationships, in family, in our community. Mm -hmm. And especially now more than ever, as we're walking down the street, even with people we don't know, we practice these tools so that we can keep those goals of meditation in every single aspect of our life. And before we know it, something that can be very difficult, or or maybe we see things, as I say, key number three means dochi. It means you're drunk on your own thoughts. It means you're looking at life and you might not even know it like this. 
so limited. Mm. But if we're able to constantly be aware yeah. of this, every situation we're in, take a moment, look at, and I said, I was going to talk about this. You said earlier, you gave some points of how you exact in your practice and what you've learned, how you kind of look at a situation, mm. right? How you feel about it and how you respond. Mm. There's key number two within living meditation is actually, I also made it like an equation because as much as I love to see that life yeah, is connected totally. and always we have to keep balancing, <laughs> I'm also a visual yeah. and somewhat linear person. I get that. And what key number two is, it's the true, right, correct method. And that means true plus right equals your correct action. Just stay on that for okay. one moment. The true, which is why I say it's similar, mm-hmm. is how you feel about a situation. Every moment you come in, in into, mm. you can stop and think, how do I feel about this right now? So important. Key number one, mm-hmm. you first have to look at know yourself. Then it goes a step outward. What is the right thing to do in a situation? Right the way I can define it, and it's not always so easy to define these profound principles, but right, I sure, like to yeah. define it, right, James? I'm sure you understand. Right to me is what appears to be the best for everyone involved. It's kind of like we all know mm-hmm. not to lie. We all know not to steal. And in general, most of us would mm-hmm. agree that, the, that those things are, are wrong to do. But sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's as a very simplified extreme example, but you're looking of at, course, the truth right, yeah. at how you feel. <laughs> you look at right, which means now we're considering everyone else around us. And by looking at those two things, we can come to a balanced, correct action how we should go about something. And even taking the moment and having this in our mind will help us change the way we treat others, help us look at a business path or opportunity, Mm -hmm. maybe much different. You know, I would not have my lab, JBK Wellness Labs, if I did not practice this myself, for example. This is one example of it in my life, right? I thought when I went to school, I loved being in clinic. I think you can understand this, James. I love being with my patients as a practitioner. (laughs) Nothing made me happier. In fact, my lab is not named after myself, which people think. (laughs) It's named after my great grandpa. (laughs) Right? People are often like, oh, so that's nice. No, you must not know me very well. I would never name the lab. There's nothing wrong with it, but that's just not my style. (laughs) (laughs) But my great grandpa was an incredible practitioner and was known so well. And the way he even got payment for lack of a better way of saying this is he had two big jars outside of his clinic. And for those who didn't have money, they could take from the jar in order to basically mm-hmm. go on. They didn't even have to pay Beautiful. to come and see him. Right. And for those who could afford it, they would leave money basically for the people who couldn't afford right? What an interesting thing that I don't always get the chance to share. And so I appreciate you feeling that too, James. Mm, So the practitioner heart is within me. So having said that, if I would have thought and stayed on with what I believed was in my heart when I need to do open clinics around the world, integrate East and West, but then long story short, the universe Mm. kept pushing me towards having a lab, working with companies, being in the beauty industry, wellness industry. And I fought it at first, you know, James. But when I started to look and apply some of the true, right, and correct to the business kind of side of things, connecting with my mission, I started to see, you know what, Janelle, why don't you open up your perspective a little bit? See that maybe Mm -hmm. it is your destiny, your duty, your mission to share the formulas in this manner because life keeps pushing. So finally I let go and I connected with that right? This is an example, obviously. And when I did so, I started on this journey. I was at the forefront of natural products and beauty and wellness, which seems crazy that this could exist 20 years ago. Natural products is a new thing. Herbal medicine, right, James? (laughs) Herbal medicine, Eastern people used to smile at me and say, that sounds really nice to know, but people aren't going to like Asian things. Okay. Had I let this bother me, had I not opened my mind, right? Now here we are in K-beauty, Korean beauty is the number one in the world, right? Integration of East and West, pretty much. And I'm so proud and so happy. You can't go in here without seeing that, you know, but again, this is an example of kind of hopefully getting across the integration of medicine, 
also the integration of philosophy and giving a personal example of how using this way of looking at life, which is kind of the foundation of living meditation, to see yourself, mm -hmm. to look at life with more of an open mind and then trusting mm -hmm. the universe, something greater than us, that maybe there's a reason behind this and moving towards that. And it can be that big looking yes. at a situation or it can be as small as you're driving down the street and someone cuts you off. And in that moment, it's up to you whether you want to respond in a way that, you know, doesn't continue that kind of frustration and tension. You have no right. idea what happened yeah. in their life, right, James? You don't know yeah. if something yeah. horrible just happened and they're not with you and now you're going to make their day harder and you're going to allow them to mm -hmm. make your, you make the choice at the end of the mm -hmm. day. So that's kind of the premise of living meditation, the foundation. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, first of all, and I'm so honored that I've got to hear the story about your grandfather. That's beautiful. And I think Thanks. I wish more people like that were in the world and hopefully we can highlight more people like that. But yeah, what a wonderful, what a wonderful example of for you yes. of how to have the foundation of your companies of this practice to be able to instill that because, you know, giving back to, to the world itself. I mean, that's, that's just a, in my opinion, that is the epitome of leadership. And so once again, thanks for, thanks for sharing that. It's, it's funny. I was thinking about and I was hearing you talk, I always tell people as well, and, and maybe this is, I don't know if this is my version of it, yes. but in some ways, I guess I am living this and practicing this because I always tell people as you experience something, if you feel a spike of emotion of some sort, all right. of a sudden that spike of emotion <laughs> is usually, it doesn't have anything to do with what's going on. It's our perception of what's happening. Yeah. So on a scale of one to 10, if my reactivity is like a 10, I'm like, ah, or my, you know, and the one is more of a peaceful response. If all of a sudden I respond and if I can catch it in the moment, if I respond, let's say at a level eight, but the situation really warranted a level yes. four, that five to eight is something I brought in that has nothing to do with, yes. with what's going on. And so when you can, what I was, you know, it's help people realize is in that moment, if you could have a filter, right. but all of a sudden recognize that, that response rate, when you can recognize that, and then you can say, this is not how I want to show up. I can still feel it right. because we have the first response, which right. is our reactive response. But when you have that awareness of this is an overreaction, that goes into now what do I do with this? And so that filter, that a quick little, the quick little buffer, the microsecond awareness yes. allows for a person, like you said, to show up, to do what's healthy, to do what's right, and then have the action that really moves the situation with the objective of where you want that conversation to go, Absolutely. where you want that interaction to go, because we are in control of it. We don't have to become reactive to what the world brings to us. Yes, I love that, James. In fact, that is in key number eight, the final chapter or the final key, if you will, of the entire book. It's called Be Like Bamboo, right? Wow. And when I speak of that, that's yes. something that I use so often in my life, truly. Just literally the visual, seeing that bamboo mm -hmm. helps me yeah. all the time in my life. Again, as a parent, as a wife, as a daughter, um, mm -hmm. in business. And why I love that visual is when I understand these principles handed down, which I must say from my father, my greatest mentor. In the book, you see that actually you have stories of my father and his master. And then it kind of hopefully connects to nowadays with me and my experience with my father and, yes. and so on and so yes. forth. So I have to at least give that understanding. And so when you walk I'm through curious. this, how each chapter, each key begins is a story of my father when he studied in the mountains of East Asia from the age of seven to 14 with his master, <laughs> right? Oh. And and so you, uh, what I yeah. love is, are these visuals. That's my point. So even when you read this, I want it to mm -hmm. absorb. That's the point of this. That's how I was taught. Absorb, don't memorize. Yeah. So going back, be like bamboo is one of those visuals for me right? And so when you think of bamboo, you see that it's really rooted. We, most people know bamboo has strong roots, right? You even have to be careful when you plant it because it can start to ruin your other landscaping, your <laughs> yeah. house, your pipes. They're so deep and so rooted. But the thing is, I feel like especially in Western culture and modern day in general, 
we feel so much, and I know I felt this too in my life, especially in my early 20s, when I first got into the business world, here I am, this young woman with such a big mission, oftentimes in huge boardrooms with tons of men who just don't even know <laughs> who is she and what is she saying? You feel like, <laughs> right? You have to come in and be so strong, yeah. so tough. You have to bulldoze your way, like a stiff board. But the thing is, yeah. just like a stiff board, if you hit it too hard, too many times, just at the right spot, it can break. Bamboo, on the other hand, is so rooted and so flexible. So a huge storm can come and push it all Mm. the way to the ground, the winds of life, all the things that happen to us. But we have the flexibility, or we wish to have that flexibility to go all the way, all the way to the ground. And then as soon as that storm passes, you can bounce right back up. But if we don't have that flexibility, when to do, when not to do, within ourselves, how we think within our own minds, again, how we react to others, how we take life and certain opportunities that come our way, we can so easily Mm. break. And, and to me, one of the most important things, people ask me, of course, now that the book just launched, what inspired me to write this book? And I can come up with many different reasons. You know, I come from a lineage that has passed this down. So it means if I stop, it stops, right? That's one, it's a duty. But one of the yeah, things yeah, yeah. within myself yeah. is that I really, really wish, and, and so far the, the response that's been given, I'm so grateful I, I'm hearing this. And I heard you say it again in our interview, even this far, this conversation that we had together um, is... I really wanted it to connect. You know, this to me was not something where in this book, you read it and I'm telling you what to do. And then you go and you do it. No, I'm in this journey with everyone. These principles have lasted throughout time because they're effective and they work. And, And we have to do it constantly in our life. It's not about me saying, and everyone should follow. It's about us understanding this, opening our minds, becoming aware, connecting together, especially in this day and age where on a daily basis, I'm sure you hear it too, James, you know, being the individual um, and the thought leader and the, the practitioner that you are, you know, every day I hear messages and hear people telling me the challenges and the pain more than ever. And that disconnectedness and by connecting to these principles, Mm -hmm. again, as you said before, connecting to something greater than us, remembering when I say principle, it's a universal truth. One of my favorite understandings of what a principle is, the the beginning of all, is that we're all human. Hundreds of years ago, my ancestors and my lineage, your ancestors and your lineage, we're all connected. We were all human. Hundreds of years from now, we're human. And that never changes. And if we can connect to that and feel that, you know, one of the smallest things that we do, key number seven, one match to light a thousand, the smallest gesture that we do, Mm. the smallest word we use, the smallest action we do, the kind of person we are can ignite a thousand more just like that. If it's positive, we ignite a thousand more positive things. If it's negative, we ignite a thousand more negative things. But the understanding of that connectedness, you know, for all those people who feel so isolated during this time, literally and also as a product of if we start to remember that we feel connected we're never alone what a beautiful thing we remember that there's always ups and downs in this world the yin and yang of it all right just like there's night and day loud soft feminine masculine energies there's also this understanding right that it's always a balance and if we're in our toughest place we have to remember it will go up again that's nature that's the universe and when we're in our highest place it's also important to remember to remain consistent, yeah. right? So it's that, that's what yeah, it's all about. Exactly. Yes. yes. That's my wish. And <laughs> it, you know, and really at the end of the day, it's it, <laughs> at the end of the day, I mean, it's really more about when life gives us whatever, is yes. it a stumbling block or is it a stepping stone? How do you allow a person or, you know, as a reader and or that's going to read your book and, but the listeners and viewers, when situations happen, like I said earlier, the first response, second response, you are definitely help people in the Miyang song helps people live in that non-reactive state. Yes. To, to live kind of in that flow or in that Zen state to say, 
life is going to happen. Just like you said, highs, lows, uh, the great, great things and the things that make me sad, whatever it is. But when that happens, you live in a place that's on your terms. That doesn't allow for you to get lost in the reactivity state and the, the chaotic state of life. It allows you through through these eight keys to be able to say, yes, let me practice this. Let me slow down. What what right. am I really feeling? How do I really want to show up? Right. And I think that's that's so powerful. You know, there's Western philosophy has has beautiful things and, and obviously we Eastern as well, but I've never heard it so succinct mm-hmm. and the way that you really teach this living meditation, because it, it's not something where, you know, it can be hodgepodge or a potpourri right. of different aspects of it, which are all wonderful, but your your this philosophy, this green philosophy, it is really brought together. I don't say the best of it, but just a really concise roadmap of how people can go from step one to step eight and constantly live in that state yes. so that they live a life once again on their terms. I know I keep saying that, but that's so important no, because like you said, life and, and the, the chaos of the world is going right. to happen. Yes. So this, the Myung Sung is definitely going to help people be able to find their way. Yeah. Thank you for that, James. That was perfectly said. And, and certainly, certainly you're with me in understanding this, <laughs> you know, beginning this process. It never <laughs> yes. ends, it never ends, but, but that's important to me. So thank you for that. Yeah. You know, going back to the whole thing of, you're welcome. Going back to the whole thing when you were saying that, you know, the reason why you do this, you, you came from, from a lineage of, of, of practitioners that people wanted to help. Right. How does it feel? And I'm going to, I'm going to brag on you. How does it feel to be, be a number one Amazon bestseller, to have right. four rights deals, to have your book be in, um, for different languages? How does that feel for you? Yeah, James, I really appreciate that. You know, no one has asked me that yet. Um, and it feels wonderful, but anyone who, and I'm so grateful because yes. to me, it means that it's getting out there. That's what matters the most. You know, this isn't yes. about me. Yeah. It truly isn't. When I go up on stage and speak in front yeah. of thousands and I feel nervous, the thing that makes it, that nervousness go away, for example, is that I remember I'm a vessel. I'm a vessel of these principles. And you're yes. right. At the same time, I couldn't be more grateful that I'm in this life. And it was always my choice. My father, my mentor did not tell me this is what I had to do. I had to find it on my own, just like he had to find his path on his own with his master that you read in the book. But when you, when I realized that this is something that's been passed down, I know how much it's helped people in my own life, how many people by applying these principles, how much has happened throughout history. And here I am, ninth generation, the first woman in my lineage, interestingly. And really, I think the first to ever let it out into the world East, West. And that's why, especially those four rights deals, I have to tell you before the book even launched, that meant a lot yes, to me. And I didn't even, this is all so new to me. So it feels um, wonderful, exhilarating, but anyone who knows me knows that just makes me want to work even harder to get it out there and, and share this. With yes. help, hopefully as many people as possible. Congratulations. And for me, the little bit that I know about you, I mean, this is the first time we could literally talk forever, yes, but the more, <laughs> the more I learn about you, it's you, you have such, you said you have such a, a humility about you, a humbleness mm-hmm. about you. And, and I, and I think that's why to see the accolades of this book is, is that you, it's received to me. It just, it's a testament of the reason why you did it. You didn't do it for fame and fortune. You did it because mm-hmm. you wanted to teach people about it. And so God, the universe blessed you and gave you these wonderful opportunities. And I'm confident that it'll continue. These doors will continue to open for you in everything you do. Thank you so much, Jim. That really means a lot. And thank you for having me here to be able to speak with all the people who I know, love, and trust you. It means a lot. So I'm grateful. Oh, thank you so much. Well, Dr. Janelle, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on my show today. If my listeners want to find out more information about you and to purchase this book, my viewers can see it right here. Yes. My listeners, it's called Myung Sung, The Korean Arts of Living Meditation. Dr. Janelle Kim, where would they find this information online? Absolutely. So you can definitely find me on social media. I'm very active on Instagram. Um, you can find me at my website, JanelleKim.com. And the book can be found on the Penguin Random House website, Amazon, Target, Barnes & Noble, you name it. So I can't wait to hear more on what everyone Wonderful. feels about the book. <laughs> 
Wonderful. Well, I highly endorse this book. So thank you so thank much you. for being a wonderful guest on my show today. I truly appreciate all your expertise and everything you do. Thanks, James. Thank you for having me. I also want to thank you, my listener, for tuning in today. Please subscribe to this radio show through whichever portal you join me today. Also, please go to my website where you may sign up for the free weekly recap, watch my YouTube episodes, read the articles I've written specifically for you, and purchase my previous guests' self-help products. If you'd like to work with me, be a guest on or advertise on this show, visit jamesmillerlifeology.com. Be sure to follow me on all social media platforms under the name James Miller Lifeology, except for Twitter, which is James M. Lifeology. Once again, thank you so much for your support, and I'll talk to you soon.